Hey, Wine and Shiners, we are talking. I, now I keep trying to not say we're back for another episode know, of the podcast. Hey, Wine and Shiners, thank you. No, what am I doing? <laughs> Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Today on the podcast, we are speaking with Kaylee Shotner, who has the Owning It podcast, which is very similar to ours. If you like Mm -hmm. stories with inspiring women talking about their stories, you will love her podcast. She also does marketing work and content work, social media stuff. She's very busy with that. And then her own community of empowering women and helping women tell their stories about their contradictions, You know, not putting yourself in a box of, I'm this person or that person, but I have multi facets to my personality. Um, she's a very busy young woman. Mm-hmm. She's like extremely impressive that she's so young and so she's she's owning it. She's <laughs> we can't remember. We can't remember. We just recorded the episode, but she's 23 or 24. Yeah. And, and so confident. And so like the lessons that I've only started to learn, she's learned. She's, she's like, got down. Got that already down. I think that the, be- the the thing I love about this episode the most was that it felt like we were just all sitting around a coffee table here in Columbus. We just were chatting about things you would just talk to with your girlfriends, like random conversations. And it, uh, it made me feel like we weren't just talking about like the entrepreneur life and- you know, we weren't just talking about you have to quit your job and do this. It, it was, was just the life. Yeah. It's just what? Just the life in general. <laughs> just the life, guys. <laughs> we just talked about <laughs> life in this. And really, that sounds silly, but we did. It was just average things. I'm not we, wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> and we talked about, you know, drinking in college and just how it's okay to want to go out and have your rosé and then also be behind your computer and being a bomb ass entrepreneur woman if that's what you want to do. Live your best life. You do you. The Wine and Shine podcast. That's what this episode's about. Absolutely. So I think it was really, I think we said this earlier, like serendipitous that we came together because she met Cody and then you met with her or connected with her. So yeah. I love when just the universe aligns and people that are supposed to meet, meet. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about having an event together and hosting an event. And I hope Stay that, that happened. Stay tuned. LA or Columbus. We don't know yet, but we'll <laughs> it's not <laughs> legit, not planned. It's not planned, but we will let you know when it is planned. So let's get into this episode with Kaylee Shotner. Hey, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was really fun because you actually started working with my husband and I started following along with you and I was like, this girl looks awesome. And me and Liz need to have a conversation with her. Oh, yay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah, of course. So do you mind um, telling us a little bit about your story and how you came to the line of work that you do? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this could actually go on for quite a bit because there's kind of two sides of what I do. So I'm an online marketing and content strategist, which means I help business owners develop a brand voice that, you know, um, connects to their target market and creates that genuine connection for them across social channels, um, their blog, newsletters, all of that good stuff. But I'm also 
um, a podcast host. So mm-hmm. I host the Owning It podcast, which um, Nina's husband edits, and he and his team are just incredible. Oh, I think things where I aim to empower young women and their journey to professional wellness development. So mm-hmm. I host events, I mentor them, and that's really where my passion is. I always say I love marketing and I adore my clients, but if I could choose to do one thing for the rest of my life, it would just be, you know, helping women become the best version of themselves Mm -hmm. and help them to design a life that brings them joy because really life is just too short to look forward to the weekend. Right. Um, Looking forward to every single day and a little bit about how I got started. I've been writing and doing all of that for my whole life. It's always really interesting me. I've been like writing stories since I could cradle a pencil type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2012, I graduated high school and I was, you know, moving into my first apartment. I was working full time for a corporate marketing company. And I decided to start a blog that was just very natural to me. And I honestly just wanted a place to record all these new things that I was going through so that I could look back on it later. I had no intention of like, I don't know, becoming an influencer, mm-hmm. you know, like on Instagram, like Instagram was a very new platform back then too. So I met a group of women online that really also, I found were also going through the same struggles mm-hmm. and celebrations that I was going through. And we just really connected. I got to meet a group of them outside in my Phoenix community. And within a few months, I unexpectedly had like, you know, this following, I guess we call yeah. it now. Mm-hmm. And a reader reached out to me on Twitter of all places and was like, hey, this publicist I work for in San Francisco is looking for a social media manager. Would you be able to interview? Like, we really love the community you've created. Yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) Also, how old are you at this point? You're like 20 or 21? I wasn't even 20. I was 19. And people are like, here's a full-time job. That must be like super (laughs) nice. That's amazing. It was crazy and like so serendipitous. And I didn't even know at that point that social media could be a job yeah. because it definitely was not like it is today. I mm-hmm. mean, it grew really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, yeah, sure. I'll interview. Like, I don't like my full-time job currently. So yeah. yeah. So I interviewed, got the job on the spot, was able to build up my client base within wow. a few months and quit my corporate job. So it's kind of been um, you know, growing since there. I so this is when you were 19? Yeah, I was 19. I'm only 23 now. So this all happened very recently. Wow, that's insane. I've and done also, nothing with my life. Yeah, I know. Seriously. And that's actually <laughs> one of our questions for later because we knew that you were younger than us. So we were like, wanted to dive into that. But my question for you is, how did you have a full-time job at 19? Honestly, I've always been really good at multitasking (laughs) and I just knew what I had to do. And I was really eager to get a job. Like I was one of those people at 14 that was like, okay, like, can I, can I just get a job now? My parents were like, no, you have to wait a year. Like you're not even old enough to get a job. I was just always very eager to, you know, go out and get involved. And, um, you know, I was kind of like a resume whore, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, the more I can put on the more that, you know, more accomplished, I feel, which has been a journey um, for me personally as well. So yeah, and I had to work my way through school. Um, I was going full-time student at that time at Arizona State, graduated in 2016. So it just aligned very well where I found this job where I could make my own hours, work with people that fill my cup up, you know, also learn some hard lessons along the way, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a really inspirational story. So was it that initial group of women that kind of sparked your desire to start telling women's stories, like the connections that you were having with them? It was. You know, it goes back, I think, a lot longer than that. So I am the oldest sister of three girls. Um, So I have two younger sisters. And I've always said, I mean, even since high school, this sounds so cheesy and I hate putting it this way, but if you were to ask me what my all-time favorite job was, it's being their older sister. Mm. I love being there for them. I think they're incredible. Watching them grow is just so amazing to me. And it's always been on my radar that, you know, when I grow up, quote unquote, um, what I wanted to do was just be other girls, older sisters. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to be there for them. Um, And it was the end of a relationship in 2015 that really catapulted me, though, into this line of work. I was in a relationship with a guy, um, my high school sweetheart, for six and a half years. Wow. Lived together, had a dog. Like, yeah. my friend the joke, I was wiped up. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, what seemed seemingly perfect on the outside was actually very unhappy. I was extremely depressed. It was verbally and emotionally abusive. And it was just a situation I had to get myself out of. And when I shared that with other people... I found like how many women were also being treated the same way I was and how I realized the power, I think, of telling my story and realizing, oh my gosh, there's this great quote and I screenshot it and Mm. I'm going right now. So I just saw it today and it's perfect. It says, don't be afraid to share your story. It could be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. Oh, wow. And that like spoke to me so much. Mm -hmm. And that's really, yeah, what kind of sparked this new women's empowerment business side of things. But I don't know, it's hard for me to even call it a business because I genuinely love it so much. And it comes from the root of my heart. Like this is what I would do even if I made Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I relate to that so much. I feel like we relate to that so much because that's really where Wine and Shine stemmed from as well. In that like we both had these experiences that we have gone through in our lives. And now, I mean, we're 29, like we're going to be turning 30 in the next year. And we felt like we, there can't possibly, or we can't possibly be the only women going through these struggles. And the more we talked to people and we found a community, we realized we wanted to share our stories. And then the podcast came about. And I'm telling you, since we started the podcast, like you said, like we've done events and we've connected with women and social media has been so wonderful in doing that. It's like, I just, I want to fill my days with this line of work. It's so inspirational. It's so empowering. And I feel like there's such a need for it, you know, and you don't even realize it until you, like you said, you start connecting with other women and you realize how many people are going through the same struggles. Absolutely. And I always say you have to build the community that you want to be a part of. Yeah. And especially if it's not there. I mean, it's just incredible what I've seen. So many women that I've seen struggle come to this new pinnacle and you know even people that thank me like thank you for sharing your story one it's crazy to me that people even you know thank me for stuff like that because I'm such an open person but also it's the most rewarding feeling to see other women just kicking ass and like I want to create this community of just kick-ass women going out and owning their shit. I'm sorry, it's cursing a lot. No, please. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just want people to be able to own what they go through, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to give them a place to talk about it. I think, especially as women in this world, um, 
we're silenced a lot and we're mm-hmm. told, you know, not to bring it up. It's not pretty or it's not classy or this or that. And I don't know, for me, life is just too short and mm-hmm. I don't want to surround myself with people that have that mindset. And with, you know, and by creating this community, I found a lot of other women that echo those beliefs. So yeah. it's been I think we've seen women not sharing their stories not work. So when we look at, yeah, so when we look at, you know, what women have traditionally done and what's stemmed from them suppressing their feelings and not talking about these things, it just, it's it's like it's not working anymore. I feel like we're at kind of this point with like Me Too and all these things where all the, all the traditions we've had for all these years of the way things that women have always done just aren't working anymore. And I think we need to be talking about everything with everyone. Yeah. 100%. There's so much power in sharing your story. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a double-edged sword, right? Because you put yourself out there and it's so vulnerable and people can judge you. And Mm -hmm. I won't say that, you know, for instance, going on social media and sharing your story or starting a podcast and sharing your heart and stories is the answer for everyone. I definitely right. think it depends on your personality, mm-hmm. but I mean, really just starting with getting your girlfriends in a room and being vulnerable with them or one person in your life, you would be, I think a lot of people would find themselves just stunned mm-hmm. by one life they can change by telling a story, a string of words. I was going to say that I, we've been dealing a lot with the word fear lately. Like we just had an event a couple of weeks ago on fear, like harnessing your fear. And I was writing a blog post today and it was talking about fear. And I was like writing about how I lived my life in fear for so long and it just wasn't working. Like it wasn't working. And so what does, what's the reason why I can't just flip that? You know, like why not try to live through the fear or why not try you know, thinking that things aren't going to end in doom or, you know, like flip the switch. And it's the same thing like you were talking about, Liz, like we've done the quiet thing for a while and Mm -hmm. it obviously isn't working. So how do, like, how do you find that you encourage the people in your community to step beyond fear or to step out of their box and communicate? How do you help them to do that? Yeah. So, you know, I have a couple of different answers. And one, I think it's, You know, I find it now so natural to step out of my own box of fear. But I think it's because I lived in fear for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not to make this whole episode about my relationship, but it did play a pivotal role. I mean, I was so scared to leave that. It was all I knew in my adult life. At this point, it was, you know, from age 14 to almost 21, a month before my 21st birthday, is when um, Mm -hmm. I was able to break up with him. And it's crazy to me. I just my world opened up Mm -hmm. everything I've ever dreamt of. I mean, a month after I broke up with him, I was, you know, dating new people. I had a whole new group of friends. Like I was going out, I was genuinely over it. And I Mm -hmm. think it was because partly because I grieved the relationship when I was in it, I just knew it had to end. Mm -hmm. And second, I feel like the universe really just delivered that sign. Like girlfriend, this is what happens when you step out of like you get everything you've been asking for. And then some, Mm -hmm. and because of that, I've been able to take that story with me into any and every situation, whether it's my career, my relationships, my friendships. It's really played a positive impact in my life. And number one, to encourage other people to help step out of, you know, whatever difficult situation they find themselves in or fear, 
I tell that story yeah. because as we discussed, uh, I think there's a lot of power in telling your story. And two, you know, it doesn't have to be some giant leap right away. Yeah. Um, someone I'm very close to has pretty bad anxiety and they were scared to even leave their state. Like they wanted to travel and do all these things and start a new career and change their major, um, kind of a string at once. And I kept coming back to, you don't have to do this all in one giant leap. Mm -hmm. Fear can mean taking a few steps toward the path that you think is right in your heart and seeing it add up in the long run. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really difficult for people because I think on social media, especially these days, it's, you know, both positive and negative, negatively being, we see people's highlight reels. We see people making these giant leaps and bounds, you know? your friend that just moved to Silicon Valley for that really cool tech job or, you know, your other friend that's backpacking Europe or your family member that is only a few years older than you, but you know, they're married with a kid on the way Mm -hmm. and you're like, holy shit. Like I'm just trying to get out of my parents' house. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of power in that and encouraging people to remember that is very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, your story is not anyone else's story. And what you don't see on social media is the backstory and all those little baby steps. There's not like, I mean, I guess maybe stories do that a little bit, but there's not um, Instagram stories, I should specify. Mm -hmm. I said stories in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. But you don't see that like slow progression. You just see the end result. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you say that because again, with this blog I was writing today, I was like, okay, I'm going to come up with these three actionable steps to how you can kind of bust through your fear. One of them was taking baby steps. And I was thinking back to, so I just quit my job, uh, my full-time job that I was at for seven years like a month ago, not even a month ago at this point. And I was thinking back, like, what were the steps I had taken? Starting this podcast. I that was back, baby step I one. I went back two years. No, it goes even before that. Like, my first steps were I started reading spiritual and, like, wellness books. And then I started listening to more podcasts. This was all, like, two years ago. Sure. Then I started, like, getting on Instagram and connecting with people on Instagram. Then I decided to launch a podcast. Then it was a health coaching program. Then it was a blog. Then it was getting clients. And then And, you know, and then, like, two years later, I was like, oh, damn, I think I want to not do what I'm doing full-time anymore. And so when you think about that, it's like you don't realize that you don't have to move across the country. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to like sell all your stuff and do what you want to do. It's like, what's one small thing you can do this week or this month, or even what's one small thing you can do this year. And that'll help you inch your way forward. You won't even realize it until you're at the end and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I'm here. Uh, I love that so, so much. And first off, congratulations. That's incredible. What a huge step for you. It was crazy, but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And second, I totally relate to just everything you said. Um, especially, you know, the spirituality wellness side of it. It was such a funny story for me. So I've always been very interested in it and I didn't know the word for it, but I've always been, uh, you know, very into manifestation and law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I've always been one of those people where, you know, your thoughts create your reality and funny story, <laughs> I got into a dance battle one night. A dance a battle? As, as you do in college. Oh Whoa. Uh, I yeah. did not in college. What was my experience? I, did, I, I was deprived. a terrible dancer, so I did not get in, into any dance battles. I'm also a terrible dancer. Somehow I got myself <laughs> to this situation. But, you know, it goes on. So my phone was stolen when I was in this dance battle. Like my friend was holding my phone and it was a whole thing. 
My dad had to come pick me up because he was the only number that I knew by heart. I went to college like an hour away. It was a whole ordeal. But I lost my phone. So I had no contact with people for like three days while I was at my parents' house and waited for my new phone to come in the mail. Mm-hmm. So during this time, I had a book that was delivered via Amazon come to my parents' house. And it was Emma Milden. I don't know if you guys are no you know, know of her, Mm-mm. but she's awesome. And she writes the, wrote the book, um, the soul searchers handbook, mm. which dove into all of this stuff that I just devoured. And I really knew nothing about like crystals, numerology, mm-hmm. um, you know, essential oils, all of the, you know, naturopathic health. And it's funny because coming from the dance battle, that's what really sparked my love for all of that. So yeah. I think that there is it's so cool when you can follow those little curiosities you have and see them blossom over time. I mean, if you were to look in my room now, like it's freaking like hippie haven. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. I have like a little crystal wall. I have my succulents in there. I have my Palo Santo. I have my dream catcher, my moon and sun, um, like words above my bed. It's funny because it's like the universe really truthfully throws things at you. Like if you would have not gone into this random dance battle and like, which by the way, did you win? Yeah. Did you win the battle? I'm curious. I really hope so. There is, a video um it was posted to my latest birthday page by a friend of mine. oh my so. gosh that's amazing it out? it's yeah. out there listeners are going to start searching they can determine if you won or not <laughs> i was about to say i'm definitely not going to put it out there for judgment yeah but, yeah, but um I would say I won. We'll we'll say you won. But yeah, the universe really does throw those things at you when you would least expect it. It's like a book or a podcast or just talking to a friend sparks something inside of you and then you just get wrapped up in it and then look where it takes you. Absolutely. I can think of so many of life's little moments Mm -hmm. that have made up my big picture. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming back, you know, that month after my breakup is when a good friend of mine invited me out with a group of her friends, like this party before. And then we all went out. And that night, it was the most crazy experience looking back on it. I met pretty much all of my new best friends, guys I would date were out that night. Like all these people that would play a huge role in my life for the next two years were just there that night. And I felt like that was really the universe being, Mm. you know, once again. Here's your new crew. Yeah, Yeah. like here it is. Because I was so scared. Like my first thought when I broke up with my boyfriend was like, holy cow, I'm going to have no friends. I'm going to be like a social recluse. I'm, you know, never going to date again because I don't really have these friends to go out with. And that's all people do in my college town. Like, you know, my life is over. Yeah. And then the universe or my spirit guides and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Tapping on my shoulder, like, girl, we've got you. And that was so cool. I love the spirit guides. I want to talk about, so... I know on your website, you have a lot about like living your contradiction. Mm. So what does that yeah. mean for you? Like embracing both sides of who you may be or multiple yeah. sides. Girl, I love that you brought that up <laughs> because that is something I talk about so much. And for a long time, I thought I was the only one because, you know, I'm into the spiritual stuff. Like I'm into crystals and, you know, angel cart. Readings, Me too. We need to yeah. be friends. Because <laughs> I really need to come to Ohio. I yes. want to go to your events anyway. Please. So, you know, I'm into that stuff, but at the same time, it's not uncommon for me to see like, you know, dancing at a bar with my girlfriends, like taking a whiskey shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm a business owner. But at the time, you know, when I first started all of this, 
I was a senior in college. So I was like making these crazy absurd mistakes left and right. Um, you know, just being like a normal, you know, 21 year old woman. And I really struggled with that because I think my idea of success was I was calm. I would, you know, I took a lot with my friends, but of course I wouldn't get too drunk or anything mm-hmm. because that would just mean failure. And I wouldn't, you know, do all of these things that normal 21 year old people were doing. And I shouldn't have felt a lot of shame around it, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I think that over the years, I found that humans in general are contradictory. And if a friend were to have the same fears that I had or those same beliefs, if a friend were to come to me and say, you know, Kaylee, I feel like I'm just a crock because I am, you know, an honor student. I'm getting straight A's, but I got so drunk and I accidentally went home with that guy last Friday and now my life is over. And it's just, what did I do? I'm so ashamed of myself. What would you say to your friend? You'd say, give yourself grace. You're right. obviously an amazing person and shit happens. It's part of life and you're going to get over it. And you have friends help get you through it, but you should never be ashamed of who you are. And I think it's when I started telling myself that and having friends echo that to me. Um, it's when I found that a lot of other women in my life were feeling this way yeah. and that I should be more vocal about it. So that's kind of one thing. It actually, fun story behind the Owning It podcast name is it happened. My first like real embarrassing moment in college was I went to my I wouldn't even call her a friend at this point. I went to an acquaintance's birthday and I was the only one that was not a good friend. I went because like I tagged along with my good friend who was invited. Long story short, I was like newly 21, got super drunk <laughs> off of Rosé at this girl's like birthday. It was not like a turn up time. It was, <laughs> who I doesn't love Rosé? <laughs> a couple glasses will get you. We, I mean, the wine and shine. We like our Rosé. We do. <laughs> You know, I really did too. And in my defense, I was expecting food. And in very un-Arizona fashion, the power went out at this restaurant. And we couldn't eat for three hours. So I was Mm. like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep drinking wine. Like, whatever. Always a good choice. And on the way home, I bawled my eyes out with this group of people I did not know. And I was like, this guy was at the dinner. I'm like, he doesn't even like me. He doesn't even (laughs) notice me. Like, I just want to, like, let him know how much I love him, blah, blah, blah. I met this guy twice. It was not okay. Oh my gosh. Oh I feel my like God. we've all had those moments too. Like I feel like I've so many. I've never had that moment. You know, I've yeah. never done that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, did, you know, didn't live with you for how many years of college. Um, I feel like there are so many girls right now listening to this. They're like, oh God, that they all it's have a so moment bad. in their head where they're like, ah, that's me. It gets worse. Like my friend was also tipsy, not like, but you know, there. And she was, she snapchatted me being like he's just so cute and funny and the next morning she was like I thought he would like to hear that but I guess you know now that I'm completely sober it was probably kind of weird yeah and I'm like yes I was so mortified yeah. like I feel so like she sent now. it to him oh uh, yeah like, oh yeah she sent this to him. oh god like thank god the guy was so nice played it off we ended up you know laughing about it down the road once we were friends we were not friends then or <laughs> anything So it was really awkward. And I was like distraught by it because at this point I had not done anything in my opinion, more embarrassing than this. Mm -hmm. And what she said to me was, Kaylee, you just have to own it. Like you just have to own what you go through because this is like your new life. You're going to be making these mistakes. It's your first Mm -hmm. time doing a lot of these things and putting yourself in these vulnerable situations. And you'll learn from each and every one. And that just kind of became my motto. And, you know, 
thankfully now, um, my life is a bit less of that. I like to think I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I still, you know, I take that with me even in business decisions. If I do something unpopular or I, you know, or if I stand with a belief that a lot of other people maybe don't in my friend group, I own it. That's all we can really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like 20s and 30s, like that is the time where, I mean, really your 20s, like 20s through 30. And I mean, I guess post 30 a little bit too. I'm hoping to- I think, I'm hoping we'll have it more figured out by the time. Please let us be on the other side. But all of life is owning it for real. I mean, you're always going to have your firsts. Each transition in each phase of your life is going to bring up something new. And you're learning the most, I feel personally, in your 20s through your 30s. And I love having that motto because I mean, so many of us, we just had a couple of people on and we always dive into this black and white thinking I mentality. I was just going to say- like, We talk about that so much. It reminds me, the whole contradiction thing reminds me of feeling like you have to put yourself in a box. Like I'm the wellness girl, so I can't have alcohol because that's not good for my body. Yeah. Like you're multifaceted and you have different parts to your personality and you can love wellness and you can also love to go out sometimes. You and that's, love your rosé. Right. And that makes you a totally fine, normal human being. But I think we get really wrapped up in, and I don't know if it's more because of social media and especially if you have any kind of presence and you feel like you have to label yourself in some way. I know I've struggled with this with like starting my own blog. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's my like, I have to have my story, my thing, mm-hmm. my niche. And it's not that I don't have one, but I think mine's just that I'm a normal human being. <laughs> you do have a niche though. And I was going to say when I have the same problem with being a health coach and focusing so much on gut and adrenal health, I feel like I need to have perfect gut health and like limited stress all of the time. Like this is what I preach. I help other women heal their gut issues and calm their stress levels. Oh, but here I am eating pizza with an upset stomach and I'm stressed, you know? And then you start to think like, well, who am I? Like, who am I to do this? It's imposter syndrome really is what it is. And it's, but life is all about balance. Like, am I that person all of the time? No. Am I that person once in a while? Yes. And that's why I do the work that I do. That's why we all do the work that we do because you have to be able to relate in order to teach and help other women. Yeah, you, nobody's perfect. I was just going to say that. I'm like, actually, it makes you the perfect person to push <laughs> yeah. all of this because no one out there is, you know, has perfect gut health. Like if right. I was looking for, you know, a health coach, I would want to go to someone that gets that side of things. If exactly. I was talking to someone who, you know, really would lie because nobody's perfect and said, Kaylee, I'm perfect. Like I do everything right. I know exactly what you need, but you also have to cut out like pizza every day for the rest of your life. Sayonara. Yeah, like, I could do it. the life I want. Yeah. And going back, I guess what we talked about earlier, I think it's all about respecting the season you're in too. Mm, There are so many seasons of life and yeah, there's balance, but I definitely have had times where, you know, I want to dive into work and I want to like bury my face into my laptop and not get done until a rebrand is done or or, Mm -hmm. until a huge client strategy project is complete or, and then there's times when I feel like, wow, I really need a break. I'm only going to do the work that I have to do. I'm not going to focus on up-leveling or building. Cause you know what I need is like a few weekends in a row of sitting on the floor, talking with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. drinking of wine or doing extra yoga classes or doing whatever it is that fills my cup up. 
And I think even balance in this world has just gotten, you know, such a buzzword. And Mm -hmm. I, I do, you know, believe in balance in the term of the season. I maybe don't believe in it as much as, okay, it has to be 50, 50. Mm -hmm. Right. Half the time has to be dedicated to and facial masks. And then the other half has to be dedicated to the grind and all of that. Mm -hmm. I really believe that aligned is the new hustle. And that's what I'm trying to live by at this point in my life. So I've noticed that, um, actually Liz, I think you, no, it wasn't you. Somebody asked us this at our podcast or at our live event. Mm -hmm. They said, they asked, what does it mean to feel aligned? And a lot of times I say those same words that you just said. I was like, when you connect with yourself and when you are doing things that are in alignment with what feels good to you, then things start to fall into place. But some people don't know what that feels like or what alignment is, how would you describe it? Honestly, and I guess this is like my woo-woo side coming out, but it's yeah, no, I got so you. Cool. Yeah, it just feels like when I'm in the flow, when everything's yeah. just working out seamlessly, I have a positive mindset. I think mindset is actually a huge thing for me I found over these past few months because I found I was going through these like intense ends of the spectrum. I would feel so in the flow for like a full month and I would feel so just good about everything I was producing. There wasn't a ton of stress. There wasn't a ton of, you know, pushback. But then the next month I would be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the bills? I'm so flustered. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I have this trip coming up and I have to get all my work done ahead of time. And oh my gosh, I have this party for a girlfriend, but I'm trying to do this instead. And I don't know, all these crazy obligations. Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing that has really helped me balance that out is just taking it one step at a time, making time for little things in my routine that make a big difference. So for me, meditation is huge. Journaling is huge. Time with my girlfriends or even on the phone with one of my sisters and little things like that are also huge to me. I feel like self-care right now is such also, you know, much like um, hustle is a buzzword. Mm -hmm. But I think that self-care is so much more than like getting massages and facial masks yes. and reading self yep. books. Mm-hmm. I think self-care is exactly that. It's whatever makes you inside feel cared for. Yep. So if that's you going out and, you know, drinking wine and dancing with your girlfriends, awesome. If that's you saying no to an obligation and saying, look, I'm really sorry. We have to reschedule. I am just so emotionally drained and I need a night in like to myself, Chinese food and Netflix. Yeah. Great. That is also self-care. Mm-hmm. My Nina, you know how you're always making fun of me for cleaning all the time? Mm-hmm. That's your self-care. That's my self-care. Yeah. Because my, organized? my space, which my mom listens to my podcast and I know every time I say stuff like this, she just laughs her head off because my <laughs> bedroom used to spill out into the hallway. So she's like, what? Our dorm room used to spill <laughs> out into the hallway. She's like, what is happening? I guess like this is what happens when you become 30 years old. But my place, like that's care for me. And it's not mm-hmm. chocolate cake and some decadent bubble bath, you know, mm-hmm. bath mm-hmm. bomb or whatever. It's like my space needs to be somewhat clear for me to feel like I can live in it and find things and not have the stress of like looking for stuff all the time. Yeah. Like the clutter on the outside seeps into the inside. So like if it's, if you can get the outside taken care of, you're in your Zen mode. And I feel like people don't think of cleaning as like, I actually like cleaning too. Cody would also be listening to this and be like, 
No, you don't. You <laughs> let's talk. But I, I do like a good cleaning day. I think that self-care, like you said, is such a buzzword and people are like, oh my God, I get it. Self-care. I think it really comes down to like valuing yourself. And I think that that takes Amen. work. It mm-hmm. does though. It takes work for people to really learn to, and this is also sounds cheesy, but to love themselves and to say it's time for me to spend time on myself. So I don't know. I guess my biggest piece of advice for people when it comes to self-care is like, if you need to clean, go clean. If you need to eat your Chinese, go eat your Chinese. You do you. That's our expression for everything. You do you. Oh, you do you. That is like my life motto. I love it. <laughs> we would be friends. Yeah. Everything you're saying, I feel like is like the wine and shine motto. Yeah. When she was saying, um, bring, you said something at the beginning of the episode about like empowering women. I was like, that's like legit a phrase from our, our wine and shine vision <laughs> yes. statement. Yes. So like the perfect guest. Who are, I'm just curious, are there any women out there that you are inspired by that you would mm-hmm. recommend people look uh, to? Oh my God. I know, I how much time so do we have? Like, let me take out my list. <laughs> I was about to say, I could spend like the whole hour of this podcast talking about women that inspire me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And now of course, like I'm unprepared and my mind is just like, a blurred frenzy of names, I want to say. Marie Forleo Uh, is one that I'm really on lately, a lot. I have always loved her. One person actually that really inspires me is a client of mine. Um, Her name is Heather Crabtree, and she runs the Savvy Community. Mm -hmm. And she was one of my first, you know, quote unquote, big clients that really just gave me a chance when I was first starting out in my business. Mm -hmm. And she is incredible. She's so positive. So her daughter, London, is amazing. And she's fighting cancer right now. Mm -hmm. I believe she's nine years old. Oh my gosh. And she is, she's an incredible little fighter. Like she is such a source of positivity and joy. I was able to visit her actually a few months ago in the hospital and it's crazy. And meanwhile, Heather is like an amazing mom, always there, very much family comes first. And then at the same time, she's running this business and, you know, is redoing the Savvy Community, like 2.0 is coming in May. And I'm just like, holy cow, you know what? If she can do it, no excuse, because she is dealing with a hell of a lot and handling it. Her whole family is handling it with such grace and dignity and positivity. Um, they have like a family motto that she posts about on her Instagram, but I believe it's like, Oh man, it's something with grateful hearts and positivity. I don't know. I'm going to butcher that <laughs> I will for you guys, but it's so inspiring to see that. I feel like whenever I find a woman that is like, gives me that feeling like, damn, if she can do it, then I can do it. I, I just like gravitate towards them. Like after, you know, when you spend time with women who like Julie, for example, and like Ashley, mm-hmm. two girls that were on our podcast who we just hosted an event with. Like we just got drinks with them. And when you surround yourself with people that have like this uplifted attitude on life and are going for their goals, it, it stirs something up inside of you that you're like, well, I can do that too. Well, first like, if they can do that, I can do that. That particular Absolutely. group, they're like, anything we say, they're like, do it. Yeah. Do it a hundred percent. Yeah. Like they're not, they're definitely uplifting us instead of, saying, oh, like, I don't know about that. Or even if they didn't think that idea was great, they'd find some like really loving way to say it. Way to say it. Well, I love I was going to say, I've noticed that, and like Liz, I'm going to use you as an example. You know how you are asking people about your move? You're like, should I move? Should I move? Should I know I, I need to stop. I really feel like if there is something big that you want to do, 
like, or somebody's asking you for advice, and maybe this is the health coach in me, like, never tell that person, like, verbatim, like, you should not do this. Like, you have, like, you may question them around that decision. Oh, is that your pup? Corgi. That's my. Oh. Sorry, sorry. No, it's no, fine. it's fine. Jackson he speaks out if he's not in the room with me because then he hears me talking, and there's like no good scenario. Yeah, Jackson, um, when he's in the room with me, is like the worst. I have she, client call, so I work at home. Do you work at home too? Yes. Yeah, I have client calls at home, and my dog only. He's like, "What? You're getting on a call? Time for me to tune this bone really loud." <laughs> Like a hundred percent of the life. time. There was a, I'm like, I brought all his toys in before. Just, there was a time, I'm just going to bring this back up and we can cut this out if we want to. But there was a time that me and Liz were recording a podcast and my dog just got a giant sweet potato oh. out of the trash in the middle oh, of the no. recording. And we just saw him walking with, with his a whole, huge, and he's like a small dog, a very small dog. And we he was just walking with a giant sweet potato. And we're in the middle of recording and the both of us just look at each other like we can't laugh right now. We can't <laughs> like interrupt this. Rec- like dogs are the best and also the, the worst. worst. Sometimes, um, I don't remember what I was saying about when people. No, no, it's okay. Um, when people, when people, you don't tell them not to do something. You tell them, yeah, like, and it's not that important. But, no, but <laughs> but like, I don't like when people decide like you shouldn't do that or that's a bad idea. That's not anybody else's decision to make. That's all on you. And yes, I think it's good to get advice from other people and to like have people, you know, play the pros and cons for you. But ultimately. Like not making decisions according to what other people think you need to do. It really needs to be your own internal, your own internal choice, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Completely. And I think it helps to keep in mind too, that no one else has had the experiences that you've had. No one else has been shaped by the same events and no one else, you know, has the same vision for your future as you do. Mm -hmm. So in the end, I mean, you can ask for advice and, you know, obviously go to those trusted people if you really feel like you need an opinion. But I know for me, you know, you know when you don't get the answer you want and then Mm -hmm. you just feel kind of defeated and you go back to that and you doubt yourself. So I'm also, I would love to hear Liz more about where you want to move. I'm also moving. Oh, wait, where are you moving? To Columbus, Ohio? LA. You're moving to Nina's LA, dream. LA. Yeah, we I there was like a whole year where I was like I'm going to LA. Like me and Cody definitely thought. See, now there's another one another client going to LA. I was like, "Cody, you know so oh, many okay. people in LA." I was like, "We should go to LA." And then but I'm telling you, Columbus is pretty much where my heart is at the moment. So I love it. Well, I do wish you would go to LA and like open a recording studio because then I wouldn't have to like bring all of my random. Do you know how (laughs) many times Cody has had that thought too? Because there's such a need for it. You would be surprised, but there is a need for a podcast like studio just for podcasting itself. And we've actually talked about it, but Nina, one step at a time. Okay, Liz, your move to... But anyway, go. Oh, it's not nearly as like, I guess this is that whole like people like backpacking across Europe or moving to LA. I'm just moving to Northeast Ohio. I think that's so cool. Well, it's funny because so you talked about your sisters and my sister lives in Northeast Ohio. Gretchen. (laughs) But basically like I've shifted into this season of my life where what I'm hearing my heart tell me is like, you need family. Like you need to be by Mm -hmm. family, have everyone close together. Like my mom, my sister and I have lived all over the place, like far apart since I graduated high school. And so I'm just finally like 
I thought I wanted to run around and like move to different states and do all this stuff. And I never saw myself as wanting to like, I always thought saw it as going backwards. Like, oh, if you move like back home, which it's not my home, it's close to where Zach, my husband Zach's from. I was like, that's just like, it's a loser thing to do. It's like settling and, you know, you're always supposed to be going like up, 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 up. Like I should move somewhere like Chicago. Why? Because other people exactly, say that. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of those things. And I, I'm actually really looking forward to, because it's a suburb outside of Akron is where I'm moving. And it's kind of fun because it's an area that's doing a lot of revitalization. So like it's been through like all of the industry leaving and jobs leaving and all the stuff that comes with that. And now I think you can see when you go a lot of communities like doing cool things because they know that industry isn't probably going to come back the way it was. And so they're putting up cool new things to try to reinvent themselves. So there's a lot of that going on. So it's kind of fun to like be by family and then also be a part of something that's growing and kind of just getting started again, so. And you know, when you ask everybody for their opinions, you know internally what you want to do. I do. I just want them all to be like, that's a great idea. Why do we need that, you know? (laughs) You need that validation. It feels like you need that validation. First off, I think you should do it because I'm always like, follow your heart, go after the dream. But also I understand how scary it can be because I'm also in that. Yeah, what's Mm -hmm. with your story moving to LA? Wow, what a winding story. (laughs) Well, last year, I mean, really, it was no big to do. It was just last year felt really stagnant. And I was actually just, I went out to lunch with a girlfriend I haven't seen in a while today, actually. I was talking about this because she was, you know, what sparked it? Like, why LA? And my answer, I guess, is why not LA? I'm at a point in my life where I'm single. You know, I have meat and I have a dog and I have a pretty steady job. And why not? Um, I've always been someone that really wanted to get out of Phoenix. I've lived here for 10 years and originally from Wisconsin, so mm-hmm. Midwest too. <laughs> and yeah, I really love the East Coast. So at first I was like New York or Philadelphia yeah. all the way. I, I love Philly. Love with the yeah, East Coast. I love Philly too. Just, uh, in my heart, like still someday I'm like, someday I'll get there. And I hate to put this out there for other people because to be honest with you, I am someone that I truly do believe that once you make a decision, the universe will coordinate to have everything come together and Me it will too. flow. Yep. But the reason I am not, which is contradictory, my dog is like my child. And I you know I hate to be one of those people that's like, we oh, know, no, we're those people. Girl, we know. <laughs> and it's just so hard to have a dog like in a city like that. And, you know, especially like I looked into some dog daycares he would have to go pretty much full time if I was working for this company that I was going to. And it was like an extra $1,200 a month just for dog daycare. And then you have to factor in like, do I want to come home and work at, or walk him at 11 PM, like in the freezing cold blizzard? Yeah. And it was just all these factors that really had to do with Stabler. So I was like, (laughs) well, you know, I don't think that's going to work right now. We're going to try to build up the business. There's actually a lot I wanted to do in LA um, where I was already traveling there for a lot of conferences, one being the Good Fest. I feel like Yes. Yeah. We're going to the one in Philly in August. We actually had the founders on the podcast um, back a while ago and they're coming back on the podcast here soon. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. I adore them. Kate actually went to ASU too. Oh, so cool. We connect and awesome. Yeah, so fun. Well, yeah, so I was in LA for the Good Fest. And to be quite honest with you, I've never loved LA. I'm not someone that's like, oh my gosh, LA is the end all be all. It is everything. I'm yeah. kind of that way about New York and Chicago. But LA, I'm just kind of like, 
but I went there for the good fest and I was like, something in my heart was like, this is the place you got to start. Yeah. You had that twinge. Yeah. It was so weird and bizarre. And I don't know. It was like, you know, the spirit guides came barging in and was like, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I had a great weekend, was able to connect with so many amazing people. That As I you do with the good fest. Yeah, they're like literally my good friends now. I FaceTime my roommates. Like we did not know each other at all. Like once a week, we're already planning another trip together. So fun. Like what is this life? That's but, awesome. Yeah, so I kind of felt like the spirit guides were just nudging me towards LA. It's so close enough to home where, you know, it's a five and a half hour drive from where I live now and where oh, my mom and dad and sisters are. So that's where we're starting. Wait, yeah. so is your whole family in Arizona now or are they still in Wisconsin? My immediate family. Okay. So I have a set of grandparents here and then my family, like my mom and dad. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. I love that. Just going with whatever you, you feel is right at the time and you will know like when it feels right, you will know. I think the same thing happened with my job. I think the same thing happened with your move. Well, that and was like your move. when I, when we decided to move, we were driving home from seeing someone up. Oh, I think we were seeing my sister up in Northeast Ohio. And I was like sitting in the car and I was like, I think I think we should move here. And Zach was like, it was like a little twin. And he goes, I was just thinking that. Mm -hmm. And like, it was this random thought that we had, neither of us had ever had before or ever spoken. And like, at the same time, we were having like, sitting in the car side by side, like having the same thought. Mm -hmm. Like, that can't not be the universe. My belief really is when you- Yeah. Yeah. My belief really is when you get those, you need to pay attention to them because your fear is going to kick in and it's going to give you a million reasons why you shouldn't do that thing that, that your heart's calling you to do. And of course, like take your time and like, you know, ponder on it, journal, talk it out, but like never ignore those because they mean something. Absolutely. I agree. And you know, even with New York, I would love to go. But I feel like I was in the mindset of I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Yeah. I'm very much like a stubborn person. And mm-hmm. once I set my mind to something, I'm going to do it. But all these like random roadblocks just kept popping up for me. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't flowing. And while I believe that once you make a decision, yeah, the universe will bring you whatever you need. The list goes on. I was just like, you know what? Something just doesn't feel right. Like I exactly. know I have to be. I know that this isn't meant for me right now. Right. I know that maybe later I can go and maybe my job will you know, bring in more so that I can even travel there more. But I just know that's not where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went to LA and like the next week after having that thought. And that's when I had my kind of like, here you go, Kaylee. Like yep. California is the place to be. So <laughs> definitely worth paying attention to. And that doesn't mean that the fear ever leaves you either. Because right. I'm still freaking terrified. But. Yeah. Oh, girl, me too. I was <laughs> like, again, I feel like going back to the blog post I wrote today, it said the same exact thing. Still going to be there as I transition into this new career. Like all of the old baggage is going to come up. I know that it's just like being okay with it. I think being like, you're allowed to be there and lead me. And I get what you're doing fear, but at the same time, like just really trusting and leaning on that outside guidance to keep you going and on the right path. Definitely. I think it's all about giving yourself grace. Giving yourself grace. So obviously moving's in the future, but where else do you see, like your future's super bright. I wish I was this self-possessed when I was your age. I just want to know how you have so much confidence at a young age. And if we have listeners that are, you know, younger than us, which we do, 
Or even our age. I feel like you I'm have, not that confident. I feel and like I'm, you have more confidence <laughs> than a 30-year-old. Like, where does that come from? Sorry, Liz. I just like, kind of hijacked it's your okay. question. It's fine. Oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Well, the power struggle is coming out. You can no, piggyback I- on it. Like, where does the confidence come from? And where do you see that confident, confidence taking you in the future? There. We've now meshed the question. Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. Like, I... First off, thank you so much. I'm so flattered because I'm at a point where I don't always feel like I have it all together. So, you know, like anyone. Mm-hmm. It means so much to me that you guys think that. And to be honest, I've gotten that quite a bit. And I never know the answer. I just feel like from a young age, I've just always had this kind of knowing in myself. And my, I was raised in a very supportive family. Like my mom and dad never told us there was anything that we couldn't do. Um, especially my dad, you know, was very much like, you know, push forward. You can do anything you set your mind to believe in your dreams, go after it. Mm -hmm. Um, up until my business started, which I definitely think is where I'm supposed to be. I wanted to be a journalist for so many years and everybody was like, don't be a journalist. They make no money and all this, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these negative reasons. Mm -hmm. And my dad was someone that like, no, like you go after your dream and then you be the best you can. And you're going to reach the top because it's in your heart and you have to follow your heart. Oh my God lead you to success. And that's been like the driving force in my life. And the times that I haven't remained true to that have been the times that I found myself unhappy because I haven't listened to my heart and I haven't given it my all. So that's why I think I have the drive I do. I know there's a second part. Oh, the meshed question. Yeah. Where, so where where do you see that going? going? Okay. I don't know, everywhere. Like, where do I start for my business? I want to do, so I already host events in Phoenix um, for young women and we focus on professional development, but I want to do workshops and retreats all over. Mm. And it will really just be, I don't know, everything that my brand entails. So it will have, you know, a little bit of wellness and a little bit of rosé, I guess you could say. The theme of our episode of our time Yes. Wellness and Rosé, title yeah, of the podcast. It's a new podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Wellness and Rosé. We would love to talk about hosting an event sometime. Yeah. It would be really fun to collaborate. Can we? It'd be yes. so much fun. Yeah. That let's, would, like, dream come true. let's actually like make a time to plan something. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I am so completely down. So there's Yay. that work-wise. And then, I don't know. I want to travel. Nice. I want to I do everything. I'm one of those people where like my dream list goes on and on and on. I want to, you know, down to the simple things. I, you know, I always tell people and it surprises a lot of people because I'm can sound so career driven and all this stuff or, you know, whatever labels people would like to put on. But honestly, what I want to do more than anything in this life is like be a mom. And I think the reason I'm bringing that up is because one, I feel like a lot of people are like shamed now for saying that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And two, I wanted to bring that up because it goes back to how I was raised and that had such an influence in my childhood. Like I knew from high school, like, wow, I want to give another person like that kind of confidence someday and that I want to raise like tiny humans to grow up into these Mm. people. And I've been having that, that feeling a lot more. No, I think it's absolutely true that I think people, it goes back to that like, oh, well, women have been housewives and caretakers forever. Now let's shift them into like the ideal as being a fempreneur and a, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. And I think- You can be both. It goes back to or one or what balance, not to use buzzwords, but what it looks like for you and doing every everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I love that. Not conforming the label, just doing what doing you. Like you guys said, you do you. Like, Our motto, you do you and drink rosé. During rosé <laughs> and go for what yes. makes you happy. If it makes you happy, it's probably the right decision. 100%. You said it best. So where can our listeners find you? I know you have the podcast, your blog, your Instagram. Where can they catch up with you? Yeah, so they can go to my blog, HaleyShotner.com. And I'm also Haley Shotner on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. Ooh, so Pinterest. you can find me on all of that. Yeah, my Pinterest is kind of lagging. And I don't even know why I said that because like, it's just a bunch of recipes, you guys. It's nothing yeah, great. But I'll probably I love try Pinterest, them. though. <laughs> my Instagram, though, I'd love to connect with all you guys because yeah. I feel like that's kind of where my tribe is at right mm-hmm. now. And it's so fun to be able to engage with you guys and just be pals. Yeah. Yeah. And we're pals on Instagram. So I love that. I'll have to follow you personally. I always need to, I do a good job. Wine and Shine always follows everyone. And then I need to go in and do the same thing. Do it. Yeah. I feel you. I need to find your personal account. I can stalk your move. I want to like be kept up on all the events going on in your guys' life. I'll document. (laughs) And our events. I know. Oh my gosh, it'll be great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with us. I think that it'll inspire a lot of people. I think that we definitely like appealed to the average girl today. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. And I'm sorry we didn't get into my life as a single gal, but. Oh goodness. It's fine. Next episode. It's fine. Our cup runneth over. Podcast number two. Well, (laughs) thank you again. And we hope that you have a wonderful night. Oh, you guys too. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks guys so much for staying until the end of the episode for some of our Wine and Shine lovely announcements. But don't leave because they're really important. Please and we, don't stop the recording yet. We need you to listen to all of these and heed our instructions. Yes. Number one, join the Wine and Shiners Facebook group. We are more active in there. We promise we love connecting with you guys and we have made it a point to make sure that we are in that Facebook group. Yes, posting regularly. Number two, Instagram at Wine and Shine Podcast. Number three, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Wine and Shine Podcast. You should check us out. And if you feel like supporting us with a couple bucks here and there, a dollar or two, just a dollar. That's all we need. Um, It really helps us out, guys. And it helps support the podcast and cover some of those silly little costs we have with our amazing production team. Yes. Hi, Podcast Masters. Number four review and subscribe if you're not already doing those things. So if you love us and you're like, I feel like everyone- Or if you hate us. Or if you hate us, but really if you love us. um, Just let everyone on the internet know that you love us. And (laughs) give us a like, give us a subscribe, send us a dollar. (laughs) Easy peasy. I need a dollar. What's that? It's a song. I've never heard of it. (laughs) But theme song for this show, I need a dollar. (laughs) Anyway- Announcements are done. A huge thank you to Kaylee again for coming on, for sharing your story, for being brave, for being awesome. And we will see you guys next week with a new and fabulous guest. 